do you want to start off again? Because you you've got a load more than me, haven't you? So yeah, 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 that's fine. I, well, I've got I've got one that I think we can both talk. Well, I've got two that I think we can both talk about, but one one in particular that I think we should both talk okay. about a little bit. Okay, cool. Um, which is uh, of Christmas. Um, and this this I did play this on Christmas Day. This is one of the games I did sort of play. Uh, and I say play in loose terms, but uh, with my family, which was and and. It's not quite a game, a video game, but Drop Mix, uh, which I know that you've also uh, got and played. I have. Um, I have. Have you not played? I haven't played it. <laughs> I haven't played it. Have I you not? not? Get the opportunity at Christmas. No, no. Wow. Okay. Do you want to explain a little bit on how Drop Mix works and what what it is? So Drop Mix is a um, technically it's a board game, but um, it's by the makers of Rock Band and. Guitar Hero and various other things, harmonics, yeah. um, and it's a it's sort of not a console game. It's a, it's a game where you you have a board um, filled with batteries and it lights up five different slots and you have these cards and the cards um, are just like like um, collectible cards like you would get from um, your local sort of comic shop etc. Um, but um, you place them down on this play area and whatever is the card of the musical piece of the song gets played so um, it might be the bass line from It's Tricky by Run DMC so you place that down and it starts playing and starts looping I think it's like a 40 second loop is what it is Um, and then you have other cards in your hand that you can play which will be some other songs so it might be like uh, Carly Rae Jepsen's Call Me Maybe might be the vocal line and you place that down, and then seamlessly the game will mix on the fly everything that's sort of um, on 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 the on the surface. Um, it, it it needs a mobile phone to work, so there's an app on the mobile phone, and that's how it, it sort of works. And each of the cards have got um, a near field communicator sort of sticker sort of wedged within the card, so that's how the the um, the, the 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 plastic sort of area with the, with the slots for the five things know what card are placed on on the slots. Mm. Um, so yeah, I played quite a bunch of this. Played it over Christmas um, as as a as a game. It feels a bit thin. Um, I played a few games sort of head to head, and um, the way it works with head to head, it's around sort of gaining control of the board. So you sort of um, get sort of seven cards um, and then the other player sort of puts their cards on and you then put yours on but if you can control all elements of the song then you will sort of get bonus points and sort of the phone keeps track of, of where things are up to in terms of whose go it is and what you what sort of card you need to do there's some special cards as well that sort of uh, have special abilities such as pressing the big drop mix button which is always a lot of fun as you press that it does a typical literal drop so it kind of uh, ramps up and then it changes the bpm and changes the key of the song as well when you do that um but as something to play and mess around and have a bit of fun with it's a lot of fun um like I say, I brought this round for Christmas and um, people were just kind of... At one level, people were amazed about the technology behind it yeah. and how it all worked. Uh, and then the other side was just the fun of like... Um, so when you're playing the proper game, you're meant to sort of put in sort of a bass line and the vocals and 
maybe keyboard and drums percussions uh, and the color-coded slots for that so the blues the percussion the greens the keyboard etc but when you're sort of playing in freestyle you can just play what you like so you know you can literally just overboard the with all percussion if you want from five different songs um, or five vocals which inevitably sounds like an absolute mess <laughs> if you try and do something like that yeah. but it's really fun to do that and uh, like it, it does at some level it, it's it's fan, it's fascinating tech because it's not doing anything in reality it's just an app on a phone that's just tied to a physical thing but there is a real nice feeling of physicality to it of just putting cards down it feels really nice and natural just to kind of sling them on and you kind of get this thing it's 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 a bit like it is a bit like playing cards because you sling them on and kind of go well what you know almost nonchalantly and kind of see well what what's that going to do then sort of thing yeah um and you don't have to time it because the game will time it for you and inevitably that you know it it doesn't mean it will always sound good, but it will sound, it, it can sound, it, it will sound well mixed at the very least. Mm. You know, at least it will not just sort of, it won't be, it won't be out of time, but it might sound like a cacophony of noise. That's, <laughs> that's, that's the side of it. But, you know, I mean, everybody who picked it up and sort of had a little play with it messed around for a good sort of hour, you know, just kind of like, oh, well, what, I wonder if I do this and I wonder if I do that and what does that sound like? Um, it's nice. It could just do with a few more game modes, I think. Right, right. And and what's the um, variety of music like? Is it, it, it was that to your taste? Um, it, it's it's fairly heavy mainstream sort of pop. I would say a lot of it. There, there are bits and pieces there. I think um, th- there's a rock pack which is definitely not to my taste. <laughs> um, um, it's got stuff like Disturbed in there, and um, yeah, some very heavy stuff in there. And I think. I think harmonics, I think given their pedigree and where they've come from, you know, I, th- I think if you look at harmonics and the games they've developed, like uh, Amplitude is very sort of dance and uh, drum and bass focused. Yes. Rock Band's yeah. obviously very classically rock, but even in Rock Band by Rock Band 3, they're introducing country and yeah. a bit of hip hop, you know, Snoop Dogg. And, yeah. you know, they were they were always pushing and they introduced keyboards. So they kind of brought that sort of vibe to it a bit more sort of um, almost soft rock sort of styles yeah. to, to what they were producing. I think, you know, they they like messing with genres. They don't really, I don't, I couldn't say, well, this is just what they do. You know, I, I don't think they like that. I think, I think they like the, I think they like the idea of using their games to introduce people to new music. I think that's always been kind of one of their hidden agendas, mm. you know, underneath everything they've ever done. I think they want to do that. And I think, um, so f- from that perspective, I think, you know, it's, it's massively var- variable in terms of what's in there. I like the hip hop. The hip hop stuff is really good. There's a, it could do with a few more sort of classic, classical sort of bits of hip hop. Um, it's missing a bit of disco for my liking. That would sort of blend well with some of the pop and the electronic that they've got in there. Yeah. I just find the rock side of it doesn't blend very well. But again, I kind of think they do it um, for the lols, basically, <laughs> yeah. you know, as the kids say. You know, I think that's kind of what it's about. It's like, well, what would Diana Ross sound like mis- mixed with Disturbed? You know, it's like... <laughs> Some scream core with Jared Callie Ray Jepsen. It's yeah. like that. That's what they're doing. They, 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 
I think that's that's kind of their angle. I think, you know, it's a bit of a shame of what sort of happened to this. Um, it's not really caught on, yeah. I don't think. Yeah. Um, but it feels like they're still supporting it at this moment in time. I, I read something that there's some um, new car packs coming out this year still. Really? Um, oh, I'm surprised few months. Yeah, so they're into series, like season two. And so, you know, they are supporting it this year. Um, as well, I, so I assumed I don't it died know how long it's going to go. Sorry, go on. Yeah, well, maybe in this country, but definitely in America. I okay, mean, they're, they're definitely releasing yeah. more. So, I mean, it might get extremely expensive if you want every single card that's compatible with this game. But, yeah. um, I think I think they know now that I, I think the people. So, so one of the things they have done as well is. Originally, it sort of launched with sort of three sort of modes. It was like um, just a freestyle sort of mode, not doing anything, just messing around. Yeah. Um, th- this head head to head mode, and then a party mode, which is basically almost like uh, total request live or whatever, if you want to call it that. But not really. It's like you know, put down put down a card like this, um, put down a card like that, and you just got to put them down quickly. And it's meant to be you know six. Pl- it's meant to be like a party mode, six see, player yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and like if you score well, there are things that unlock, you know, um, you sort of uh, unlock harder modes of these sort of games. But ultimately, there isn't enough variety in those games. They did introduce um, a single player game, which I quite quite enjoy, which is, um, I suppose it's almost like, um, it's like a reverse Tetris, I suppose. Um, so these objects appear, they're all colour-coded, coloured Tetranemo shapes, and you have to put the card down and then that disappears. And so by making them disappear you've got to stop it overflowing a bit like you know tetris you do, so you, you're yeah. getting rid of the blocks to stop it overflowing at the top so you're not creating lines but you're trying to get rid of the pieces before you uh, sort of hit the top so they have tried to kind of um uh, sort of expand what it does but i think most of the feedback that i've sort of read online and, and sort of looked at most people just like sort of messing around with the sort of um, how the songs sort of integrate with each other because Ultimately, every new card that you get, there's a sort of million different ways that could then sort of um, sort of be used with all the other cards that are out there. I think, I think it's a really neat way, and I think Rock Band did this to a certain degree, but I think this does it even better of teaching of teaching kids about music and about music theory, not music theory, but how songs are created and the different components that make up songs. Because it really makes it obvious to you, you know, you can hear the changes yeah. when you take a card away, where you put a card away, and because that, you know, you will, you will have card, you'll have three or four cards that is the same song, but the different parts of it, and so it's 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 nice how they sort of do that, and I suppose it also teaches you about the loops. You can change the key of the songs as they're playing. You can sort of do that in real time, and you can change the BPM as well in real time as well. So you know, it's pretty flexible from sort of a a music teaching thing. It's not a music creation thing. It's ultimately, I think, a toy to mess around with. Yeah. Um it's not strictly a video game, so you know, uh, but I think given the heritage of harmonics, I think yes. um, Yeah, absolutely. I think it fits quite neatly with what they would do and and, you know, there are a lot of games now that are just play things and um, you know, I think I think some people, if if you're serious about music, you would not use this for anything seriously. It is just, you know, um, a bit of a, like I say, a play thing. And but it's not too f- far away from sort of what they were doing with rock band in a lot of ways. That you know, that was always 
plastic instruments. This is another plastic sort of toy on yeah, top, you yeah. know. Um, it looks great as well. I mean, it looks fantastic. It's sort of it lighting up and um, it sort of pulsates to the beat of, of what's been playing and stuff, etc. as well. Um, it's, yeah. it's got some nice sort of audiovisual feedback as well. So you mentioned, um, obviously, when you put the car down, essentially it's doing a lot of that work for you in terms of making sure it sounds as good as it can, whatever you put down. So it, is it fair to say then if you have some kind of musical background or at least a, a deeper appreciation of of music or interest in music, you don't necessarily have an advantage over the person you're, you're playing who might not be at that same level? No. I mean, in terms of a game side, none of that really comes into it. And I think that's where... And, but then how would it... I, I think I think that's where the game falters in some ways because as a game, you're just literally playing it almost like uno or something you know it's it's you know right. well my card trumps yours it's mine's got higher value than yours therefore i put it down and then the music changes there's nothing that um marks and does a chin stroke and goes hmm that sounds like a good mix you know it, it yeah, has yeah. none of that which is kind of almost what you would want because that, and that's half the problem in some ways is that as you play the music just happens but you never kind of go oh well well, that sounded like a great mix because we had an amazing battle. It doesn't work like that, yeah. you know. It doesn't. It doesn't tie in the game play of that to the music in that way, and I, it can't because of what it is, which is why sort of messing around with it is more satisfying. Because yes. yeah. when you're messing around with the cards, you'll start to go, well, that that thing that that card that I laid down with that horn from that song doesn't sound good with this i'm going to remove that i'm going to play something else and you'll get to the state where you've got you know the bpm and the key and the cards that are down that feel good and then maybe you'll add something or take something away and then it starts to feel a bit more like something more interesting not like mixing but almost like mixing um and because you're controlling individual elements it's not like sort of mixing two songs together it's it's pulling you know it's like a multi-track you're pulling certain bits of the song out and certain bits back in and um that's possible when you're messing around, which just isn't possible during sort of the, the game part of it. Yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, no, I need to I need to get on it. I was really excited to Oh I'm surprised. Uh, I thought I'm I thought you would um definitely sort of unwrap it for Christmas and sort of uh, Yeah, well it I got it show. got it out, I had a good look and as a kind of we had a, a bit of a, a, a chat around which packs we'd received and what have you and, and I got all of the, the kind of main uh, themed packs um, with the full intention of, of getting out over Christmas, but it just it just didn't work out with the timings of. I wanted to do similar to you in terms of getting a group of people to play it for the first time, um, and and that didn't quite happen. And then yeah, after it's yeah. just kind of gone forgotten to be honest with you. So I, I I need to make an effort to get it to to the table and 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 play it with my family and um, and have a mess around as you say, but. But no, it sounds encouraging from what you've said. If if not the game mode itself, as you say, just just for for having to play around with and, and seeing what kind of different stuff you can you yeah. can make. Yeah, I, I, I think it's nice that it's been supported for a little bit longer. I think you know, um, I, I'd be very I'd be very interested to know whether um, it's deemed deemed to be a success for um, for harmonics or not. Um, um, because you know, from all from from you know our perspective, yeah, it doesn't feel like it has been, has it? Um, well, I mean, I, I said that purely because 
I mean, we ended up getting it. Was it thirty odd, thirty odd quid from from Very Amazon? Very cheap. Yeah, yeah, with with the yeah. free pack with yeah. it, you know. So I, my assumption had been that it, yeah, it just hadn't been a success for them at all. But that's really interesting to hear that they're they're carrying on supporting it. So, so is it, you know, fun enough that you'll you'll consider getting some of that those new cards, or are you, are you content with what you've got? I just, I, well, I. W- I think I think I'm kind of at the point where I'm fairly content with what I've got, yeah, but um, yeah. and to be honest, it's not something it's not something I'll be sort of digging out and sort of uh, messing around with too much. It's just it's nice to sort of bring out every once in a while and yeah. just you know waste a bit of time on. But um, I think I think with the packs, it would have to be um, it'd have to be some very specific sort of um, songs in there. It'd have to be yeah. sort of more aligned to my taste and some of the hip hop stuff that's coming out. Some of that's looking pretty nice, but. My concern is is that um, if it's in America only, um, the pricing might be absolutely um, extortionate for yeah. what is effectively um, cards in you know plastic. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, at some point it becomes um, becomes a bit of a daft endeavour. So um, it, I, I think it's a wait and see on that front. I think. Um, yeah, if 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 there's a, if if I can get them for a decent price, I, I don't think I'd turn my nose up at it. Let's put it that way. I'd, yeah, I'd quite like to, you know, have a few more cards to play around with. But uh, and then probably, you know, get it out for that half hour, an hour or so, and then probably put it away again. Mm. But it'd probably be worth it just to have that sort of, you know, new content drop to play. Much like I did with Rock Band over the years, you know, you'd you'd get a week when some songs would come out, and be like, oh yeah, you know, I'm, I would I'll, I'll go and download that for a pound and play that, and then. That's what I'd do with rock band, you know, and then not touch it for months again. Yeah. So, you yeah. know, um, it'd be nice if I could do that, but I'm not holding my breath, if I'm honest. Okay. Okay, fair enough. Okay, so another game I played I was quite hyped for. Uh, I saw a recommendation. Uh, we've, we've covered in the past how I uh, have a thing for puzzle games. Uh, I saw a recommendation for a okay. game called uh, Numa Breath of Life. Uh, the exact quote I read was that it was Portal meets The Witness, um, which should be right up my street. Um, both of those games I absolutely adored, um, but this one okay. missed those lofty expectations by a fair old way. <laughs> um, yeah, it was it was not good, um, and I'm quite pleased in a perverse way because when I've listened back to these shows and uh, when editing them and what have you. I feel like I always find the positives in, in everything. I wonder whether I come across as too as liking everything. So it's, uh, yeah, this was this was uh, uh, a bit of a change for me. Oh God, um, it's. Not... I, I profess I have I've never heard that title before. So it's a uh, it the thing it reminded me of the most when I first looked into it when I'd seen the recommendation was it, uh, maybe Talos Principle more than the other two games that I've just mentioned um, okay. which we spoke about a while back obviously a first person mm. puzzle game um, but nowhere near as good as that I think the reason I uh, would um, say Talos Principle is somewhere close to it. it it tries to mix in a bit of philosophy along with the puzzling um, mm. but yeah nowhere near as effectively as, as that game did um, it's got a narrator throughout who is hugely, hugely irritating. Um, very, <laughs> very one note voice acting. And I, I couldn't work out whether it was just this guy was, was not very good at voice acting or whether 
he'd been directed in, in in a way that were was poor or the writing was not good i li- went and listened to some of his other samples he's got online this is how far i kind of went down the rabbit hole and he seemed perfectly fine in some of his other examples so this was mm. it, i think he was kind of the, the idea was it's almost a kind of a, a, a glados type from portal where mm. he's kind of commenting on your progress and being a bit snarky at times but it just didn't was it, work. Was it sort of a detached sort of a detached sort of sound to to his voice as well? Do you know almost non-human? Was he going for that sort of thing? No, no. I, I think it was, well, maybe possibly, maybe kind of a higher being might might have been what they were going for. I, I'm really not sure, yeah. but it was. Yeah, it was. Oh, yeah, I just found it. I just found it irritating. Is is the word? <laughs> yeah, which which is not ideal for a game like this. Um, and the puzzles were all very similar. Um. And not that interesting in the first place. So a lot of them were kind of based around, uh, as I say, that it's kind of a first-person perspective, and um, maybe if you're looking at a certain objects, then a door might move, and then in the next room, you need to make sure you're not looking at at something similar and progress, like looking at the floor maybe in one of the rooms, so that I, I right. just yeah, not not interesting. Um, there were, a lot of those puzzles were a variation on the same theme. Um, and then after a while, it would veer from these really simplistic puzzles along along the same theme and then over to something completely obtuse that I got completely stuck on. And for the purposes of wanting to get through, I did end up looking a couple of them up and just not really understanding how on earth you were supposed to come to that conclusion. Um, I, I, I just... I can't... I couldn't derive any real pleasure from, from solving the puzzles. And... It got compared to The Witness by this this person online that I had read, and and that game I don't know if you've played The Witness, um, but I haven't. So don't. No, say I, won't, I won't go into any depth. <laughs> but I won't go into any depth on it. But the puzzles in that game are crafted in a way that really kept, from my perspective, really carefully teaches you how to tackle them as you go in a, in a really um, interesting way. And in this one, it's essentially joyless trial and error. Um and mm. yeah, there were a couple of optional side puzzles later on that were were a bit harder, a bit more interesting, but um, but again, there was one there that really didn't make any real logical sense to me, and and yeah, and then the way the way it tried to mix philosophy in with the puzzles, as as I mentioned before, it just came across as a bit try hard. Um, yeah, it, it falls way way short of something like the Talos Principle, which which I really enjoyed, um. But yeah, I was just so disappointed because on paper this should be—I should be all over this. But um, yeah, was the um, was the developer selling it in the same way, or was it in terms of you know um, its prestige, or or I, was it just more I don't, critical feedback that you'd seen? I think um, the way the tra- I'd seen it when I watched the trailer for it, it did seem to be going for that kind of Talos principle type approach. Um, but yeah, I think it was. I can't remember the what what it was I I read or whether I was looking for uh, um, recommendations for puzzle games or, or whatever it might be, but there was someone who who said they absolutely adored the game, and it was just this. They mentioned these two games in particular that are, are right up there for me, um, mm. and yeah, I just don't see the comparison at all, other than um, they're first person puzzle games, and that's about where it ends for me. I think it, is is it is it fair to say? Um... You tend to um, 
try and seek puzzle games out a bit more than maybe the average person and you're, you're willing to give things a go that maybe other people wouldn't, etc. Yeah, it's um, probably fair to say. Because there isn't that much out there, really, when I sort of think about it. I don't really... I don't think there's a huge, huge sort of um, number of games out there that sort of do anything in any sort of great detail. And what is it? What is it that you look for? I think is sort of what I'm wondering because I, I don't know. I'm not into sort of that sort of genre. But what is it that you? Was it just that that brought it, or was it the visuals, or was this? I'm I'm really surprised. No, I, think, I, I suppose it, at some level. Well, I think it. I think again because it it. Um, Compared it to those two games, and, and again, I don't want to go into too much detail on The Witness, but I presume you've played Portal. I've played Portal, yes. Yeah, so for, for both games, you're solving puzzles through logic and reasoning, and and that I just find that very satisfying when when the, those games are built with care and um, the, I don't know, just those kind of aha eureka moments that that I just don't find in a, in. in other mediums i suppose and the closest thing i can mm. compare it to i guess which uh, another activity i enjoy doing are like escape rooms um yes so just that idea of this has been set specifically for somebody to take a, a you know a number of different items and i guess it goes back to point and click to a certain extent um but although those those were a little bit more i've chosen maybe humor based back in the day but but just yeah just being able to come Look at different elements. Um, rely on your observational skills, or, or be able to deduce what what can work in other areas, and what can go together, and just that feeling of satisfaction of actually cracking this puzzle that someone's put sure. together for you. Um, but yeah, if it was just if it was literally just a a a list of puzzles, then maybe I wouldn't be quite so so interested. So it, it does need to be some kind of world building there, I suppose. But right, um, the, the, there's that element that's in it. I yeah. think it's very difficult, though, isn't it? Because yeah. I think if that's your thing, which obviously is to a certain degree, much more so than mine. But you know, if you want that sort of experience, I do think it's much harder to to buy with confidence, I suppose, because yeah. you know, I can I can look at some footage of say. Devil May Cry or Bayonetta and go I know that's a good action game because it's obvious from from what's been sort of betrayed on the yes. screen etc but yeah. I think with puzzle games what can you look there's not much you can look at even I remember even before I played Talos Principle I remember I think I think that was one of the ones like you say we, we talked about before but I remember looking at it thinking but it looks absolute garbage from the screens you know you can't there's nothing that kind of gives the game away if that makes sense you know there's no telltale signs to go well this is definitely good because of this yeah yeah no i know exactly what you mean it it makes a bit more blind i suppose for yourself doesn't it in terms of yeah well which are good and which are bad well that's it but it's it's like (laughs) like you say i suppose there's there's not that many out there so i'm willing to give most things a go Something like that, I guess I would, if it was cheap in a sale and it, it, it and I knew it was a first-person puzzler that was going for that Talos principle style of of game, that's probably enough for me to give it a go. You know, if it's if it's three, four, five pounds in the sale, then then fine. Um, but then if I see a, rec- I should probably <laughs> be a bit more kind of discerning with, with with who I take recommendations from, I suppose. But um, it was just a throwaway <laughs> comment, but but it just caught my attention, and I just thought, well, if somebody you know, really loved it and felt that it was close to those two games, even in style, uh, if if not complete execution, then then it's worth my while trying out. But but yeah, it was it was just a bit of a stinker, really. I just uh, 
yeah, I, I, and as I say, I, I'm somebody who tries to find the the positives in in most things, but sure. um, yeah, there wasn't a lot there to to find really, unfortunately. I, th- I think I think it's still good to try new things out, isn't it? Yeah, I think, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm guessing the, the the value, the money proposition wasn't too high. To, to no, no, it. no, no. It's yeah. fine. And it's just then it becomes the time that you've spent with it that you sort of kind of um, feel sort of um, f- feel bad about, I well, suppose. But... And again, I'm I'm. I don't help myself in that respect because I knew within an hour I wasn't enjoying it, but I still ploughed through it and, and finished it. So uh, I guess it was a it was a hope that it might get a bit more inspired as it went. And you know there was a couple of moments that were fine, but but on the whole, yeah, just just a bit by the numbers, really. Um, yeah, disappointing. Okay. Right. Um, so um, I've got a couple of games that I want to talk about, which are both remakes. Yeah. Um, and um, they're special because they're both sort of um, very sort of um, well-known sort of series, and they're also special because I've played the original and then I've played sort of these remakes, um, which is um, the Resident Evil remake, which um, originally came out on GameCube, the remake, but I played it on PS4, Um, and Samus Returns on the 3DS which is a remake of Metroid 2 um, from the original Game Boy. Uh, And I'll talk about them both because they both do very similar things in terms of remakes that I really, really enjoyed, (laughs) which which is change it up, like massively, um, to the point where um, they don't even... I mean, they feel the same, they capture the same things from these original games, but they they do things that are completely unexpected, um, they could almost not be remakes because they are so different. Um, so, and, and and I think with both of these, and, I'm, and we'll talk about them together and then a little bit separate, but it's been such a long time. So the original Resident Evil, I think I played, I played that when I was 15, I think, um, on the PS1. It was one of my first PS1 games. Yeah. And then I haven't played, I didn't play the GameCube remake and then I played the remake this year for the first time. So the time gap is something ridiculous, like 20 years. Yeah. With Met- Metroid 2 is even worse. Metroid 2, I think, that was my first Metroid game on the original Game Boy. And I think it was the first Game Boy game I bought. And I think I must have been 10. And and then I'm, I'm 36 now. So that's... Yeah. That's a long time. That's twenty six years later uh, to play to play a remake, and so my memories of both of these games are pretty fuzzy, but but kind of well ingrained because they were kind of pivotal games. I mean, Metroid on the on the original Game Boy is um, not a pretty game um, <laughs> by any stretch of the imagination. So I mean, it's it's a Game Boy game. It's two colours, um, and it was very difficult at the time as a as a sort of ten year old to sort of wrap my head around it. Um, I. I remember getting stuck frequently. I remember getting lost. I remember thinking everything looks the same. I also remember thinking, what's the big deal with this series? I think it wasn't until sort of Super Metroid came along where that view sort of changed. Yeah. Um, but this remake of, of Metroid uh, Samus Returns, it's it's really nice. Um, I mean, I've talked about sort of 3D and, and sort of what that brings to the table, but... I think this might be, I think this might be the last 3D game that that Nintendo have produced for the 3DS that's in 3D. 
um, and it's just really subtle in the way it brings sort of elements to the foreground uh, and the backgrounds are sort of very deep in the backgrounds and what they've done again my original sort of memory is very hazy but but there are bits of this game where I'm like it it reminds me of it I'm like oh yeah this is the same game but it's so different I mean um, the biggest change I think is just the detail I suppose because I'd, it, what what they've done quite nicely, it kind of was almost like an Egyptian sort of feel to sort of a lot of the environments, but the different yeah. areas that you go through in terms of where you teleport to now have a different sort of colour palette and they feel different. There is a different sort of ethos to those areas, uh, which the original obviously never did. Um, and I remember very clearly uh, there being lots of big empty rooms in the original, um, almost like... Um, it was almost meant to be like open air and sky rather than caverns, you know, and you never got any of that feel, obviously, on the Game Boy. And because of that, there were areas which felt very similar, but through the colour palettes they've put into this and through the backgrounds, you don't have that same problem anymore. Mm. Um, it's just been a lot easier, and it's like, this is what 26 years of game design <laughs> does for you, you know? I mean, it's plain to see when you start playing it. It's like everything's just easier. You know, you have a map now that's permanently on the bottom screen. Never had that before, yeah. you know? Um, it shows you where all the things were that you were there before. You can make notes on that bottom map and put markers sort of where things are that you think you might want to go back to. I'm pretty sure some of the teleporters are brand new. I don't think they were there in the original. Um I suspect the items are completely different locations, but I couldn't tell you. I've got no recollection yeah. of the original enough to tell you. The The basic structure of the game is still the same, though, which is a little bit different from other Metroids, which is instead of sort of um, getting your Metroid items and sort of, and, and then progressing, beating bosses, etc., which is what this does, there are these elements of these big stone areas where you have to kill so many mini Metroid, Metroids before you, the next section unlocks. So every section you go to, it's like you've got four more Metroids to kill or ten Metroids to kill in this yeah. area. Go and, go, and, go and kill them in whichever order you can find them, um, which is different because... Uh, previous Metro is a bit more linear in terms of boss here, boss here, boss there, and you know you follow sort of the path. But this mm. is a bit more like uh, you get funneled and then big area and then funneled and then big area. It's kind of that sort of structure, um, which you know is different. I think I think they've made it more like Metroid, though. I suspect some of the bosses are a bit more uh, evolved than the original. There's definitely bigger bosses, which I'm pretty sure were on the Game Boy because. I would have known. I'm pretty sure on the Game Boy, every single boss was literally a circular little mini Metroid that flew around the screen. Um, whereas here is not the case. They've kind of, um, you know, made them more like a traditional Metroid boss where they kind of fly up and do different things and yeah. evolve in different ways. Um, it's it's a brilliant game. Um, I, I think it's improved massively, obviously, on what the original was. Um and it 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 still has those hallmarks of a Metroid game. I think, um, I suspect, not I think, but I suspect that there are shortcuts, there are ways of sort of doing the item skipping and the item breaking that people obviously enjoy in these games. And um, it definitely, because of that structure of what I've said, where you have a lot of choice in sort of a lot of areas, it does feel quite open as a game, much more so than other ones. I think... 
they've done things to try and um, to try and bring people on board with that. And some of those decisions I'm kind of not happy with. Um, one of which is um, there is an object and an item in your inventory very early on where if you press it, it will show um, maybe sort of in the sort of the, sort of the area around where you're currently standing in sort of a grid space. It'll kind of reveal the map of that area oh, and right. what secrets are there, okay. which is not really what I would ever want from a Metroid game. You know, um, half the fun is finding those. And so I never used that, but the fact I couldn't toggle it off at all was a little bit surprising. Yeah. Um, and I think they've done that because they realised that it's th- the structure of this game is maybe a little bit different from other ones. And um, I, I think they probably haven't messed with the environmental structure of the game, but maybe they've messed with some of the signposting, visual signposting of where to go next, which has throughout felt very sort of um, easy, obvious, even to the point where you could kind of tell where there might be bombable walls and things like that. Mm. You know, it, it never, it, I never got into problems. Um, whereas I, I don't think I even finished it on the original Game Boy because everything looked the same. <laughs> so. But um, it's it's really good. Um, it was made by Mercury Steam, which uh, I remember when this was announced, they got a lot of flack because they did the Castlevania sort of remake. But right. I think it's dead good. I don't have any problems with how it looks or how it plays. I think they they nail it. They have a bit of the um, sort of action Metroid, maybe what I want to call it, which was introduced with the um, the Team Ninja one. Uh, I can't remember what it's called. Uh, Metroid Art, I can't remember, the, the Wii one that nobody yeah. liked. Uh, it has a bit of that where there's a bit of melee combat. So um, um, there's a parry move now, which is just unheard of for Metroid. So if an enemy comes at you, it'll be like a little white white sort of um, um, shine on them and a noise and you press your sort of melee button and it parries them. And then if you press the shoot, it automatically locks onto wherever they are on the screen. So you don't have to sort of... Um, um, sort of move your move your sort of um, your, your stick to sort of do a diagonal sort yeah. of aim. It just literally does it directly, and that feels really nice because you kind of almost feel like you can chain enemies together. But you know, again, it's something that's very new and different for Metroid in something that's very obviously a traditional sort of Metroid structure. Still, mm. really good, highly recommended. That sounds interesting. Yeah, I um, I have not played a huge amount of the Metroid games. I um. So what have I played? So I played Metroid Prime one and two on the GameCube, and mm-hmm. I think the only two day two D Metroid I've played is um, oh, Metroid Fusion. I think it was called on the what would that have Game been? Boy Advance? Yeah, Game Boy Advance. SP, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. Yeah, um, it's okay that great. one. It's um, not. It's not fantastic. It, well, okay. <laughs> well, I, I think I think in terms of the two D ones, I think. I think this is better than that, and I think, and they, were, they also did um, Metroid Zero. Was it Metroid Zero? I think it was called, which came after yeah. Metroid Fusion, and that was a remake of the first Metroid, yeah. um, in sort of the Metroidvania sort of style. So they've kind of done, they've kind of got all of them up to the same level of Super Metroid now, if that makes sense. I'm with you. So you've yeah. got Fusion, uh, Zero, uh, this one, Samus Returns, and Super Metroid that all have the map and and feel quite modern um, in terms of sort of dipping into them. I I think Metroid Zero is probably the best of the series. Um, But, well, mm, 
Mm, maybe not. I don't know. It's between that and Super Metroid, I think, in a lot of ways. Um, okay. I think I think Super Metroid's probably got its prestige behind it that, that means that that's probably the 2D one to play. So I'm, I, I, did you start with the 3D ones then? Was that kind of your I think so, one? yeah. I think, think um, the first Metroid Prime is the first time I'd played... Although that doesn't make any sense, wow. actually, I must have played the game. I must have played the Game Boy one first, um, but I don't think I completed it. So I think Prime's definitely the first Metroid game I've finished, um, uh, and I think the second one I didn't enjoy as much as the first. But I, th- I loved the first Metroid Prime, so it was fantastic. But yeah, yeah, the first Metroid Prime is, yeah, but, is a yeah, great game, but none of the classic two D. So I sh- I re- it, that's definitely a gap in my uh, uh, kind of in my my gaming history that I should yeah. Should I, fill. I, I think. I think for me, I I really do like that design. I think it's it works nicely. I think um, I think it 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 never feels too combat heavy, and it it does genuinely feel like exploration. Whereas yeah. some games maybe don't, and and I think that because it's two D, but to be to be fair, the three D ones as well had the same level of exploration in the areas. But two um, D especially does really nice things at hiding its secrets well, um, and you. You can kind of boot it up and just kind of go on on a on a what can I find sort of you know playthrough yeah. kind of go back and just bomb the walls and see what you can figure out that you've missed, which just it's just nice. I mean, yeah, I I, I think I just I like the series a lot, and I think I think this one lives up to the high watermark of the others. Um, like I say, I think it's hard though when you've got so many that are of a similar caliber now. Um, but if you were not, if you've never played one, I don't think, um, I don't think this is a bad place to start. I think it's still a good 2D Metroid. Um, clearly the design is, is definitely there in the background of it. Yeah. Um, it, it's not, you're not going to sort of feel, uh, any, any sort of, um, you're not going to feel shortchanged by getting a modern, a modern one that, sure. that doesn't sort of, um, play up to and 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 if you played this you i would you know and you enjoy it then it's it's definitely a stepping stone to play the other metroids and sort of getting a lot out of them as well um, yeah um in terms of resident evil um which i've talked less about but um <laughs> resident evil just i mean uh that remake's blown me away as well <laughs> i mean i just I, I was so surprised at how different it was. Again, wasn't expect. I mean, I really was that one. I've got better memories of, in terms of the the points. That one stayed with me. I, you know, I know yeah. very clearly in my head, sort of, the rooms where things happen and some of the dialogue happens in the fireplace and the back area and the underground bit and all these sort of areas. I kind of, I instinctively know what they are yeah um and so when i went back to this you know straight away seeing the mansion i thought oh wow this looks incredible even though um it's all it's all pre-rendered yeah it's all pre-rendered still but it just looks um a massive sort of um up-res and i I mean this is even today it, it looks fantastic as sort of where it was to where it is now and so because i knew it was an up-res i was expecting so i started playing the game uh, with my expectations in check of, okay, I'm going to do here and do this and do that. Um, even though I haven't played the game for a very, very long time, yeah. I kind of knew where to go because I think I've only played it through once, once and a half before. Um, so I played sort of second play through half, but this was way back sort of late, late nineties. But again, I just knew what bits were coming, but, um, the game just goes, nah, 
No, that's not what you're doing. No, that item isn't there. No, that's not how we're going to do that encounter throughout the entire game. Yeah. Which just threw me for a loop. I was like, what? Why have you done this? I'm like, Capcom, why have you redesigned the entire game? Why have you changed all the puzzles? Um, and to, to redesign it as much as they have done, yet still be as good, if not better than the original, just blows my mind. Um, the audacity of Capcom to do this is just mind-boggling. Um, I don't know how I missed it during GameCube era. Again, I probably just thought, well, it's a lick of pain. I don't need to play this. It's it's the same game, but looking nicer. Yeah. Um, so very surprised at how great sort of this remake was. Um, I think um, Capcom are fantastic on doing these things. It it sounds like they're going to be doing it again with the Resident Evil Two. Yeah. Um, from everything yeah. I'm hearing. Um, remaking that with a new perspective and I'm guessing that game will be vastly different from the original which yeah I hope they do it again because um, they are they are pretty good at, at that formula um, and I, I think both games are quite similar in a lot of ways they're both you know I think Resident Evil has a lot in similar with sort of the Metroid games in finding objects going back to places light puzzling etc um, it has a bit of that in it Um I don't think you get abilities in the same way, but you do have sort of upgrades in terms of, um, especially your arsenal in terms of what you've got, etc. Um, sort of equipped and whatnot. Um, yeah. But, um, you know, they, they're both, to me, they both sort of feel quite similar in that you, you do a lot of backtracking into areas you've been previously and there's a sort of a, a narrative that sort of drives it on. Um but yeah, I I love I love the fact that I'm returning to these games sort of twenty plus years later and um enjoying them as as fresh new experiences. Um it's it's really cool. Yeah, so I mean in contrast to, to Metroid, Resident Evil is a series I've, I've I've played a lot of. Um and I played the original I don't know what the difference is. I don't know if you know the difference. It, it, the original PS1 version, there was a director's cut that came out, which I think is the version yeah. I had. I don't know what the difference. I think I, that that has that has objects in different places. Ah, okay. So same same puzzles, but objects in more difficult places to get to. Right. I think okay. is how that works. So they've kind of rejigged that game three times, which yeah. is bonkers. Yes, yeah, so <laughs> I think that's the the only version of the of the PS1 version uh, game I ever played. But I did play um I played the remake when it came out on Game GameCube and and, and adored it, yeah. But I mean that must be 15 that's a long time ago years? even now. It, well, yeah, exactly. more than that probably is it now? Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah. so other than remembering I loved it, uh, I don't remember a huge amount about it, but um but yeah, I'm glad to hear it, it. It kind of still holds up. Are there concessions to kind of modern controls, or is it still the classic tank controls? Or I think it's tank controls, if I remember rightly. I'm, I think there might have been an option. I can't remember, but it's, yeah. this port is very much a game, the, a port of the GameCube one. It came with um, Resident Evil Zero as well, which yes. was again very similar, sort of pre-rendered backgrounds, etc. Yeah. Um, uh, which is the one I played first, and then I played Resident Evil. Um, but um, it, it's just it's super nice to play these games that I have such strong memories of, yeah. I suppose. Yeah. Um, and for them to kind of, like I say, enhance those or change those slightly, I think is is really neat and really bold thing to do because I think 
you know, I think it's it must be very difficult to take something that's beloved and then change it. And I think, you know, you look at something like Final Fantasy VII that's obviously, um, obviously going through some difficulties. I mean, who knows how that will end up? Yeah. Whether it will, you know, live up to expectations. I think it's a very, I think it's a very difficult thing to update a game for modern audiences while still retaining what made it uh, beloved in the first place. Yeah. I think is actually a much harder th- ask than maybe people realise. I think, you know, that there's a safe options, isn't there? Like um, the Shenmue remake, which is just up resin textures, yeah. or the Shadow of the Colossus one, that's similar, but to take something and then really think about what you what that gameplay experience is and changing it up, um I think takes takes a lot. And yeah, I'm I'm dead, dead interested in um playing uh, Resi two for similar reasons. Um that was a game that I played once. I borrowed it from a friend and literally blasted through it on a weekend. Yeah. Um, so again, it's been 20 years since I played that. So, um, yeah, can't wait for that. So are you, um, they've released the, a one-shot demo, haven't they? Are you planning to play that or are you just waiting for the full game? Or No, no, I'm going to go completely blind. Yes, that's, um, that's my plan. I've, I've, I know literally nothing. I don't think I've, I've hardly seen any screenshots or anything. I, I don't really want it. Um, I don't want it spoiled for myself. I'm like, like I say, I'm kind of expecting a similar sort of remake now of um, it to surprise and be different. And But to be honest, again, this, I think that one I've even hazier memories of. Like, I know the opening bit very well because there was a yes. demo of the opening bit yeah, yeah. which I played a ridiculous amount of times <laughs> <laughs> and then and then you get the police station and then I really don't know the rest of that game in any way shape or form anyway so yeah. um it it will it will all feel um, really nice and fresh I think um but I think the people who know that game inside inside out will probably get even more out of it obviously yeah, um, yeah. which is great and I, d- I don't think I think every, every early impression of that game is suggesting um, it's going to be good. So, yeah, really looking forward to it. Excellent stuff. Um, okay, so something else I've played in the last few weeks. So, um, I didn't play a huge amount over Christmas, but just before Christmas, I had a, a little bit of time off work, and uh, my VR headset. Um, had been gathering dust. I hadn't used it for quite a while. Um, <laughs> uh, and I thought I'd take the opportunity while I had some time off to clear the living room, uh, pull the table out of the way and, and, and try out a couple of bits, including something you recommended to me hugely when we first, we did a few episodes, uh, when the PSVR first launched and talked about some of those initial games. And one that I never got round to, which you said I really should get round to was, um, the Playroom VR. Okay. Um, yes. And off the back of um, Astrobot being released um, and everybody yeah. raving about it, I thought I really should go back and check out the the original. Um, and I mean, there, there's a, a bunch of different modes in there, but again, at the time you you mentioned the platforming demo, um, Robots Rescue, I think it's called yeah. in there. Um, yeah, and I'm. I mean, I know I'm incredibly late to the party here, but I would <laughs> I would go as far as as to say that that playing that short level is way way up there in the kind of genuine standout moments in in all the time I've been playing games. Um, it, I mean, as you know, in many ways it, it's a straightforward three platform three uh, D platformer, 
but um, the way that the VR is implemented elevates it to, to so much more than that. And there are so many clever moments just in that short level that could only be done in VR. Um, um, and, you know, good impl- implementation of things like the touchpad on, on the PS4 pad that hardly any game does, you know. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, and it's a cliche, but I just had this huge, goofy grin plastered across my face from the first few seconds to the last, just that that first initial realisation of, you know, you're, you're this kind of giant guy in the land and, and being able to look around the corners and over the cliffs. And I suffer from vertigo in real life, so VR, you know, it's quite surreal for me sometimes. Um, but <laughs> even just that where you're kind of looking over the cliffs in uh, towards the start of that it really kind of rocked me back on my heels a little bit. Um, but that just joyous from from start to finish that that um that short uh, platforming demo and I, I i cannot wait to play um astrobot rescue mission off off the back of it um which i've yes. got here ready to go yes. but i haven't started yet um sure and there are uh, obviously that that was developed off off the back of overwhelmingly uh, positive response to the, to to this sort of portion of, of the playroom VR I'm talking about. Um, but the, the other modes are, are really good in there as well. There's um, the monster escape one where you're kind of essentially Godzilla roaming through um, roaming through a city and, and, and knocking down buildings with your head essentially mm-hmm. when, you're, when you're wearing the helmet. But that's elevated again in, in multiplayer mode. People can can use pads and, and watch the, the TV and they're kind of running away from you in the first section of it and then they're trying to battle you in, in the kind of showdown at the end. And yeah. If they are victorious, um, it, they basically they they man a cannon and blast you backwards up and into the sky, and I scre- I, I screamed so loudly when that happened. Uh, but again, with a huge smile on my face while it was happening, I was just it was, it was just amazing. Just yeah, what quite how I had waited what two years to to try these modes out. I, I can I cannot believe that you. Yeah. I mean that's 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 ins- I, my mind blown. I, I completely forgot you hadn't played them because, I mean, <laughs> that's the freebie you get with VR to go, yeah. here's the potential of VR, yeah. and you didn't even bother playing it. I found but, that astonishing. Yeah. Absolutely astonishing. Because, yeah. I mean, it is great, like, the the amount of sort of ideas in that that kind of like, it's literally like, here's a bunch of ideas, this is what we think will be good for VR, what do you think? It's kind of that, isn't it? And even the small bits of sort of um, interaction, like you say that, and um, there's a bit at the end of um, um, the the platformer where you've got the slide bit, yeah, oh, which yeah. I don't know yeah. if you, you felt about that bit. I mean, it's just great. And uh, yeah. um, do you do you? There's a bit where you fa- you use your pad as a as a, a, a bungee thing, don't you, to hit the object in, in the distance with one of you? Yeah, so that's the, t- the touchpad bit. I was talking about. You flick the touchpad um, yeah. to send out like bungee, as you say. And, uh, and you can send your guy along. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. So many Just amazing these small little, little things like that yeah. where it's like, well, these are things we think might work and we'll put them in and we'll see what sort of reaction we get to them. Um, and because there's just so many of them in there, like you say, that, that surprise ending of that game as well, they just put them in quick, they're over, they're done, and after 10 minutes you're just like, wow, what is that? You know, yeah. it's just like... Yeah, it's crazy. Did you did you try out any of the other games in there? Please tell me you tried out the um, the saloon one. I don't remember the saloon you one. Didn't did you? You I, didn't play. I the thought saloon. I had tried but, all of them. So there's there. Let me work through what I played. So there's a um, one where you're essentially you you're manning a turret um, 
against waves yep. of enemies. I played that one. There's the cat and mouse thing where you poke yep. as the cat you're poking your head out. There's a ghost uh haunted mansion or haunted house type one. Yep. Uh how have I missed what what's the saloon one? <laughs> so the saloon one is the Wild West. Uh okay, I definitely and don't you know are and you're a gunman and you uh you go inside the tavern all you know whistling and all of that you know yeah. uh you go in and you're the sheriff or whatever and um the players in the room can it's almost like a guess who you know the okay. old flip where it's like they're wearing a mustache or a helmet or whatever yeah. so the players in the room describe you know they go like you know um, one eye patch on the left you know mustache and so you're looking around and you've got to shoot the one of the robots that's in the room that matches that description and then they get another one and they get another one and they get another one and so you're just trying to shoot the ones that are are there Um, and at one point and you can blow out the gun after you shoot as well so the smoke (laughs) from the gun you put it up to your thing you can blow out like uh, six shooters it's great it's fantastic yeah I've no idea how I've missed that that's that's ridiculous (laughs) so I'm going to have to go go back in and, and try that out yeah yeah. yeah, I mean the platform is great. Obviously, um, yeah. Astrobot's amazing. Um, did uh, I suppose the other? Th- did you try out the um, toy capsule machine as well? Yes. So that's the first thing I did when I went in there, and obviously, I suppose that is the from a completely cold perspective. I suppose that that has the potential to be the least uh, impressive thing in there, given that you're sure. more active with the other bits. But that had me mesmerised. Just all the the stuff that was happening around the room as you opened them, superb. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. that was a brilliant thing to start me off because I was already smiling. And then I think from there I went into the platform where I was just like, holy shit, this is, this is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. yeah so, I've played, I've played a bit of Astro Bot and oh, okay. uh, I haven't finished, but um, it's, yeah, it's, it definitely takes its starting point from there, but it, it starts sort of, it's just more of the good stuff really at this and 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 it just layers new ideas here there and everywhere and yeah it's i mean it's great it's just yeah um um yeah i'm sure you'll get around to it at some uh, point i was gonna uh, say safe to say going, I'll, so. I'll play that fairly I, soon so yeah perhaps we'll, we'll chat I, about I, that. I think i think that'll be a future episode for yeah, sure absolutely yeah. okay um, discussing that excellent, excellent. <laughs> just just a really quick one yeah um i haven't i haven't quite finished it but i played majority of it just tonight actually was um 140 which um oh okay you, yeah. um you sort of uh, recommended a while ago and talked about in sort of detail a while yeah. ago i can't remember exactly what you said about it um just that it was a musical platformer uh, yeah which definitely is um it it reminds me a bit of thomas was alone in terms of sort of the art style yes um sort of very sort of basic shapes uh but very clean, very clean look to it all. Very, um, and, and, you know, so no sort of overlays or menus or anything like that. It's very much play, work out what you're meant to do. And it feels very intuitive in sort of doing that, um, through the levels as it progresses. Um, little objects you sort of collect at different points of the levels. When you kind of pick those up and bring them back somewhere, um, uh, the music kind of, undergoes a change and when when it's off screen you can kind of hear it before you get there so you're kind of anticipating sort of where it's going to be you bring that back and then it's like a wave of color sort of goes through the level and kind of changes the look of the level and then adds that new sort of instrument into into the song um really nice really i mean it's shortish but Mm. um the ideas it has um are great it changes things up nicely throughout 
um, in terms of sort of mechanics. Um, but the music was bloody excellent. Yes. I mean, the music's just fantastic. Yeah. Um, one of the best in ages for a music rhythm game, as far as I'm concerned. Um, really housey and dancey sort of vibes to it, you know, um, which, as I say, I think music games uh, generally live or die by the soundtrack. Mm. Uh, this one's good. This one's really good. Um, so from that perspective, really highly recommended. Um, Excellent. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Is it the PC version you were playing? Yeah, on the PC. Is it? Is it on some of the formats as well? Though? Yeah, so I, I played it on PS4. Uh, and then we obviously as you say I spoke about it on a previous episode and then um, the developer of the game actually reached out to us on Twitter um, when I mentioned that we'd been speaking about it and uh, and said actually the, they'd added a quite a significant update to the PC version uh, and okay uh, that must be where I've got up to then because I got what was technically an ending okay um so i it sounds like the stuff after that might be the additional content which um is definitely substantial yeah i yeah. I, I would say i'm sort of halfway through it's the same it's almost like the same length again it's it's pretty oh, much great. double okay. the size of the game i would have okay. thought so is that not on the pc ps4 version at this point then? no i reading between the lines from from him him kind of mentioning that no I don't think so uh, he was very kind enough to send a code through for the PC version so I definitely intend to play uh, play through that version because like you I, I really really enjoyed um, what I what I played on PS4 but as you say rel- a relatively short game but again packed with, with a few nice ideas in there I liked the uh, bringing in the different elements for the kind of almost bosses, you know, the, there's a bullet hell yeah, section, and, and yeah, uh, yeah. they were they were fantastic and yeah. so well put together. And it, I, I, what I really liked was just, like I say, the very intuitive nature of everything in the game. It yeah. doesn't hold your hand, but it, it but it's obvious really what you should be doing next. Um, never sort of got too sort of stuck with what I'm meant to do next. Um, it's just really nice. I think what's really interesting, just something out of the blue that I noticed, which um, no, no sound effects. No sound effects for jumping. Yeah. It must be the only platform I've ever played where you don't <laughs> have a, a boop or a you know boing sort of noise for jumping. Yeah. Um, really, really bizarre that that that's. But I know why. Obviously, it's because um, the, the the music leads the interactive nature of the levels. You need to you need to move um, to avoid ob- obstacles to make sure. So having that would obviously um, sort of impact on, on yeah. your ability to do that. Um, but really nice sort of uh, musical sort of mechanics in there, and like I say, I think because it's heavily dance sort of related, there were there were some some of the sort of um, eight oh eight stuff, and it seen them sort of visualised in sort of in how the objects were sort of changed was really nice. Um, I liked sort of how the bosses were this sort of nebulous sort of um, grey grainy, not really their sort of look. That mm. was kind of. It was a nice sort of design choice of the absence of something being the enemy, and and it it, it felt felt bizarrely threatening as an object and a shape um, <laughs> for it to sort of be um, put in that in that sort of realm, and it it just it moves very nicely, and I did feel that it felt very very smooth throughout, it, but the way it would do its changes were incredibly smooth as well. It didn't feel jarring at any point. Um, which um, really helps with something like this. It absolutely, you know, from my perspective, it needs to 
it needs to feel good to play. A music game, you know, there's two things really. One is it needs to feel good to play, and two, what's the soundtrack like? Uh, and it nails both. Yes. Those. Yeah. Excellent. Great. I'm, I'm really glad you you liked it. Um, I'll, I'm always wary, I guess, with any game, but I suppose anything. I suppose a, a music-based platform, I, I guess, was going to be in your ballpark anyway. But 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 sure. it needs, as you say, it needs to tick those boxes. So I'm really pleased that it kind of hit home with you. Yeah. I don't think, obviously, I think music's very subjective. It, you know, it won't always be the same for somebody else, whether they enjoy that side of it or not. Yeah. But for me, it, um, it definitely worked superbly well. Um, and, and that's kind of what's kept me going with it. I will do those extra levels because, um, you know, it's, um, it's, it's more, more, more of the good same, I suppose, in some ways. And I think from the little bit I played, there, there were a few new mechanics sort of in there as well. So, you know, it's not just, you know, the same levels, but with harder difficulties, there's actually some actual proper new content there, yeah. which is uh, really nice to see as well. Yeah. 